0: You are listening to the pause podcast with me, Dr. Benji Epstein, a podcast where we will be giving ourselves the permission to pause. This will be a practical guide to live a life with courage, presence, and authenticity. Join us to reconnect with your most soulful and authentic self by pausing together. All right. Welcome back. How was your week Ben? It's going well. Right? It it flies. Yeah. It flies. Larry, Jason, we got the whole crew here. Anybody want to intern here this summer? Don't forget, send in your applications. Settling into presence. Collapse into now. Just see if you can make yourself five or ten percent more present just tapping into the quality of nowness this is a gift and that's why it's called the present did you want to say that no but i was (laughs) going to say that there's a there's a book called atomic habits okay he talks about getting one percent better every single day okay yeah that's like you know hundreds of percentages better every year i love that yeah, I love that because we, and we're going to talk about that today, is, you know, we feel like we have to do this whole gut uh, renovation when we're trying to improve or grow or, or change a habit. And it's really about those one percents. Yeah. So see if you could be one percent more present. That's right. Instead of five or 10. Yeah. But that'll be, it'll be more than that before you know it. Before we know it. Well, if you're yeah. listening to this every day. You're going to be 365% more present next year. Yeah, but it's more than that. I can't do math. Because it, it, co- it, it compounds. I, oh, there's some... Uh, it compounds. It's a compounding interest, right? Ben's flexing. I'm, f- I'm flexing, yeah. But you, everyone should check out Atomic Habits. Atomic it's Habits. The, we'll put it in the show notes. So all of the feedback that we get here at Pause is always so appreciated and thoughtful. But I don't think I shared this with you, Ben. Check this one out. This past week, I received a message that floored me, and I asked if I could share uh, her message with Pause Nation. Here it goes: I was introduced to your Pause podcast by my very special son-in-law, Ami. Shout out, who felt it would be helpful for me as I was going through a very challenging health situation following a thyroid cancer diagnosis in December 22, and subsequently, I had surgery a week later and a long. Convalescence. Unfortunately, I could not get stabilized on the thyroid replacement hormone, and I became completely unbalanced, literally feeling I was on a nightmare roller coaster ride throughout my whole body. The hormone imbalance was impacting my physical, emotional, and spiritual well being. I couldn't see any light or progress, and it was so hard on me and my beautiful, supportive family seeing me so weak and feeling so sick. I'm a retired nurse of 34 years specializing in palliative care, mental health, and was the founder of a private care healthcare franchise in Canada and the USA. I have been blessed to have vast exposure with all sorts of amazing strategies and techniques I learned, but I couldn't access these strategies and inner resources. I was too weak. Your Pause Podcast, You Are Not Your Thoughts, was the first podcast I heard and the first ray of light that was able to reach me i listened to it 4 times that first day and with each word you gave me the confidence to trust in the process and accept what is at this moment with compassion i subsequently listened to the other podcast one each day and often do mini check-in pauses during my day you have such a special way of communicating and i truly believe the pause podcast has coincided with what i'm praying is my full refua. I have had some beyond fantastic few days feeling calm, balanced, energetic, and very grateful for you and your team and your guiding ways. Thank you, Benji, for allowing me to be a part of the Pause podcast community. With much gratitude, Andrea. Right? Thank you. Thank you, Andrea, for taking the time and for sharing this. It means everything, literally, because the intention we set at the way beginning for this endeavor was transformation, and you're doing it. You're doing it, and I believe and and bless you that with your transformation, you will see the ripples and the impact to everyone you encounter and the reverberations should continue to shine on more and more brightly so thank you so much for sharing thank you for being a real hero here o and thank you for being a lamplighter more light <laughs> the goal is literally soul Whew. It's summer season. Sun's out. But for us, it's a time to delve into the practice. For the spiritual warriors, it's time for us to wake up a bit earlier, slow down our hurried pace, and to delve into the real work of living our lives. And perhaps that's why some have the tradition to read, Perkei Avot, The Ethics of the Fathers, and to read a different chapter each week of the summer. Is there any way we can sample that new Zusha, Kol Yisrael? It's a, it's a banger. I'm being told, maybe. And yes, Zusha will be coming on. Stay tuned. So in order to do the heavy lifting of character development and embodying the teaching of Hillel, of Imlo Lo'Achsh of if not now, when? So here's where we're going to begin. The Mishnah in the fifth parak, the fifth chapter of Perkei Avod in the Ethics of the Father, says: mm-hmm. Kol misheish biyado shloshad varim halalu, mitamidav shalaver mavinu; ushloshad varim achirim, mitamidav shabilaam harasha. Ayn tova Veruach nimucha v'nefesh shefala, mitamidav shalaver mavinu. Ayn ra v'ruach gevoa v'nefesh rechava, mitamidav shabilaam harasha. Whoever possesses the following three traits is of the disciples of our father Abraham. And whoever possesses the opposite three traits is of the disciples of the wicked Bilam. The disciples of Avram Avinu, of our father Abraham, have a good eye, a meek spirit, and a humble soul. The disciples of the wicked Bilam have an evil eye, a haughty spirit, and a gross soul. And just what we were talking about before, Ben, so many folks come to my office, right? And they want to do a full gut renovation, right? They want to fix everything. Nothing's working. Control-alt-delete. They're struggling with self-acceptance, depression, working with others, relationship difficulties, dealing with stress, self-care, compassion, addictive behaviors. Any of those ring a bell, Ben? Yeah, I guess. some. Yeah, they do for me. Do you want to tell us which ones? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, for, that's for the outtakes. So yeah, we're not going to tell you what we're working with in our therapy. But ultimately, without cultivating the ability to see correctly, right vision, what the Mishnah calls Ayin Tova, the ability to see the good, you can't hope to ever live with ease to live with joy, to be called a student of Avram Avinu. So if somebody asks you, what are you listening to? Or what was the takeaway from today from the pause cast? Well, first you say, aren't you worth it to invest the time and pause for a few minutes yourself and then leave a review while you're at it? But after you answer that, you can subsequently answer them, I i am learning to be a student of Avram Avinu. I'm learning to be a student of Avram Avinu today and for the rest of the time we have on this planet, in this iteration. And while here at PAUSE we try to stay away from binary topologies, the Mishnah seems to divide the world into two. You're either a student of Avram Avinu or Chas V'Shalom, one-eyed Billy. And this Mishnah doesn't focus on all the great character traits of Avram. And if we would do like some free association of like you say the word Avram Avinu and like what comes up for you, want to do that? Sure. Go for it. Avram Avinu. Sacrifices. Sacrifices. What else? What is? nomad. He's a nomad. Patience. He's a patient man. He's a statesman. He's a warrior. He's a father. Father. He's a husband. He's an iconoclast. He, he literally, he shattered the idols. The Mishnah doesn't focus on those things, right? All these amazing attributes that we just listed, the Mishnah focuses on the essential attributes that were the root of his generous personality. Avram was able to be a master of chesed. He was the chariot of chesed, as it were, because he possessed these three traits, and his generosity extended far beyond meeting the basic needs of others, because his whole life was fueled by his positive outlook on life, and that contributed to his compassionate nature. So he's able to welcome idol worshippers into his house without any judgment. Maybe he's recognizing that their beliefs were shaped by their upbringing, and he was able to hold space for them to learn about what the truth of existence really was, but in contrast... Bilaam, with his evil eye, he just fostered an envious and resentful spirit, and he couldn't tolerate the prosperity of others, the Jewish people, and it poisoned him to where he wanted to to curse people he didn't know. And in the more modern era, the individual who inherited and exemplified this trait more so than any other. He's again the paws first ballot hall of famer. H-E-R-E-O, the Kedusha Slavi. Did we mention him last week? Right. So again, he's on, he's on our minds. Yitzhak it's Sasha. just saying the name is a healing bomb. And here are a few quick samples of what we're talking about here. And the first one is the Rebbe. Kadusha Slavi is walking outside and he sees a coachman who in order to save some time is greasing his wheels while finishing up his shacharit prayer wearing his tallit and tefillin and he's clearly in a rush to beat the traffic on the George Washington Bridge and shout out to all the folks who are not with us in Yerushalayim right now but listening on the Cross Bronx Expressway he does not judge him. He does not scold him. Instead, he looks up to Shamaim, he looks up to heaven, and he says, look at your people, God of Israel, and be proud. What does this man do while working on his cart? He davens, he's praying. Tell me, do you know of any other nation that has you so completely in its thoughts? It's like, have you ever ridden a bus in Yerushalayim, you know, at like eight o'clock in the morning? It's like, it's beautiful. But here's the real Hall of Fame story. On his way to shul on Shabbos morning, he meets an enlightened young man who is in the process of packing his pipe. And seeing the rabbi continues to do whatever he's doing and lights up. Smoke them if you got them. The Rebbe stops to remind him, My son, surely you're forgetting that today is Shabbos. The man replied, Nope, I have not forgotten. Undeterred, Relevi says, Then surely you are ignorant of the law that says it's forbidden to smoke on Shabbos. Not at all, replied the man. I know all of the laws. He replied with irreverence. Taking a pause, the Rebbe looks over the young man. He refused to be provoked. And once again, he turns his eyes to Shemaim, and he says, Did you hear that? Did you hear that? It's true he is violating some of your commandments but you must admit one thing nobody could ever force him nobody could ever coerce him into telling a lie what was so great about rovlevievits rakhpeditchev and i mean we could spend the rest of our our days on the earth explaining but perhaps one of the ways of seeing his greatness is his unwavering positive outlook on life, which, when you first hear these stories, seem naive or unrealistic, but in reality is just a plain expression of optimism. Be very clear. Rav Levi Yitzhak did not forget for one moment the negativity of the actions of these particular Jews. He wasn't whitewashing or pretending that there wasn't some unskillful behaviors. He just chose not to focus on those acts. He looked instead to identify the one aspect of good in their actions, and this makes all the difference. There is a far bigger picture to life than what we are facing in any given moment, and we are tasked... To see beyond the one small part in front of us and not think that that's all there is. We may think that the final result of something we've done is on page seven or page 13, or we might be comparing ourselves to someone else's story, but the truth is, we don't know the ultimate unfolding of any story, certainly not someone else's, but also including our own story. And this This is the strength of an ayin tova, of a Muna, of faith, of Avram Avinu. But it's not just about looking at a bigger picture and using an expansive, a a chokhmah mindset. This view can also be attained by looking more deeply at what is right in front of us. And that's going to be also a future podcast where we talk about the cultivation of the midah of equanimity of hishtavus, of just being able to look more deeply without getting hooked. As long as we remain on the surface of life, in Hebrew it's living a shitri existence. Everyone and everything seems to exist as isolated entities. Everything is fragmented. But when we look below the surface, if we look deeper, if we dig deeper, if we're looking for the luxion. We will uncover the neshama of everything, where no one, where no thing does not have its place, right? Because the goal is soul. Tanya chapter 32. Next week, we will do a practice of how we can actively cultivate this, how we can live with the ayin Tova, with seeing the good. But for today, I just want to finish with a reflection from a beautiful book of prayers called The Gentle Weapon. So, close your eyes, open your hearts, and let's pause together. God, I stand beaten and battered by the countless manifestations of my own inadequacies. Yet, we must live with joy, overcome despair, seek, pursue, and find every inkling of goodness, every positive point within ourselves, and so discover true joy. Aid me in this quest, O God. Help me find satisfaction and a deep abiding pleasure in all that I have, in all that I do, in all that I am. God, it is O So simple to find the evil, the ugly, the bad. Help me learn to discount all that is negative in the other. Show me the goodness, the beauty, the kindness in everyone I meet. Teach me to search for the fine qualities in others. To recognize their immeasurable worth. Teach me to cultivate a love for all of your children. For no one. No one is without redeeming value. Let the good in me connect with the good in others until all the world is transformed through the compelling power of love. All right, we'll see you back here next week for part two. Thank you so much for taking the time to pause with us. The goal is so. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen amen. Thank you for pausing with us today on this Jewish mindfulness journey. If you enjoyed this pause together, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. This helps us get this and other soulful content released into the world. May the insights and stillness we've accessed today guide us in our daily lives. And may we cultivate greater awareness, compassion, and connection with ourselves, others, and and with the divine. Let's pause together again real soon. The goal is soul.